Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Diversity and Fellowship. Uh, we are glad that you have joined with us uh, this week, uh, where we are continuing our series, I'm Not a Racist Because of a certain reason that may or may not be actually a, a good reason, that may or may not be true. Today, uh, our issue is, I'm not a racist because I have a black family member. Yes. Or I have somebody who's black in my family, right? Uh, and so what we mean by this is, you know, like I have a spouse who is black, so therefore I'm not racist. Or I have a child, you know, through adoption. Or um, I have a grandkid who's, you know, either uh, black or biracial or something, right? Yes. And so it's kind of like because I have these family members, uh, therefore I'm not I'm not uh, racist, right? And so um, that's kind of what we're looking at. That's what we're talking about today. And so Kenny... Let me just, we'll start with this. Uh, why do you think people say or think this? Yeah, well, you know, just to start off again, this is not exclusive to black family members. Yes. So mm-hmm. You can say that. You can put any different ethnicity within That's that. That's right. That's right. And it'll, it'll work as well. But I believe people say it because it, if they love someone of that ethnicity that they're being accused of being racist towards, mm-hmm. then obviously they can't be racist towards that group. Right. Like if I have a if I have a black spouse, mm-hmm. obviously I can't be racist towards black people because I love someone right. who is black. That's right. right? Yes. If I have white children, obviously I can't be racist towards white people because I have white children. Right. Uh, right. And what whatever different family member that is, um, you can just hold that up and say well, obviously, I wasn't being racist towards this group because right here's this person I love mm-hmm. that I obviously am not racist towards. So right. I, I think that's one of the reasons. What else, brother? Well, and I mean, I think going along with that, I mean, I, I can, you know, I can talk about adoption because, you know, my boys are of a different ethnicity. And so, you know, it's like one of the things that happens within adoption is, you know, you're kind of having to choose or you're having to, you know, lay out the parameters for, you know, what you're open uh, to, what, what type of child. Um, and so what ethnicity you're willing to adopt, all, all kinds of different things. And so I, I think it's it's just kind of this, hey, I chose to be open to any ethnicity and, you know, I have, you know, uh, either a biracial child or I have a black child or whatever. And so yes. therefore I can't be you know, there's no way you can, I'm, I'm kind of above the accusation of racism at that right. point, right? And so I, w- I was willing, I was open to all of these different ethnicities, and so therefore I'm, you know, I can't be racist in other areas because of, um, because of my child. So I think that's, I think that's a part of it. Um, and maybe that, I mean, I think that's pretty similar to the first one. I mean, what you were saying with, with, um, you know, I'm willing to love. I'm willing to bring into my home this person of a different ethnicity. Therefore, yeah, I can't be racist uh, yeah. because a racist person would never would never do that. There seems to be more intentionality about around adopting right someone of a different ethnicity. Right. Uh, maybe you could say that in regards to a spouse because you are 
well, most of us are trying to be intentional about who we marry. Right. <laughs> but I think when you get into like the grandkids or son-in-laws and things, mm-hmm. daughter-in-law, stuff like that, then it may get a little, little bit less intentional more. This is a, um, perhaps just what somebody else chose. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and, and now, just... now I'm in this situation, but it, it mm-hmm. seems like with the adoption, there is a, a level of intentionality that, that would make it, um, a little right. bit more, uh, a little bit different than the first. Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, for, for those who maybe don't know how adoption works, I mean, one of the things you, in the, you know, the, uh, tons of paperwork that is required, um, for adoption, you know, those are things you have to think through. Yeah. Um, and, um, my wife and I used to always joke, like probably all parents should like have to fill out that paperwork before they like in the nine months, you know, right. when they're, you know, they have to fill out some paperwork just to, so they can start thinking through. Cause there were all kinds of issues that we just yes. never would have thought about, you know? And I mean, one of the questions that they were asked is what, what ethnicity are you, are you open to uh, adopting, you know? And so, I mean, that was, that was something that we had to, had to think through, you know? Right. And, um, so yeah, I, I, Again, I, I think because adoptive parents have had to think through that and have made the decision, yeah, we're open to other ethnicities, that can kind of be a thing where it's like, therefore, I'm kind of above, I'm kind of, I'm not going to be racist if I'm if I'm open to other ethnicities, right? And right. so I think that can kind of come into play there. And, um, I, and I think those two kind of flow into, you know, the last one. Yeah. I mean, because um, I've chosen or I love these people, in my family, whether it, it it was chosen for me or chosen by me, mm-hmm. then there's no way I can be racist in, in other areas. Right. Like yeah. in my family, I'm not racist. That's right. So when it comes to immigration or justice issues or any mm-hmm. of these other things that, that appear, be, appear to be issues where race becomes a problem, mm-hmm. then I obviously can't be racist in those areas because yeah, in, in the most intimate area yeah, good. Yeah. of my life mm-hmm. i'm not racist like that's why right. would i be racist in other areas that are not as personal to me right so that leads to kind of okay well what's 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 maybe wrong with this thinking now we've, we've already kind of alluded to some of this but if we if we kind of said okay yeah let's 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 think through this a little bit better. So, what, Kenny? What would what would be maybe a reason you would give that perhaps this is a wrong way to think? Yeah, we we talked last week about having this narrow view of, of racism. Yeah, like I can love one person in an ethnic group, and that mm-hmm. means I love everyone in that particular ethnic group. And right. That's just not how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't right. work. Okay, I love this one person, so that means I love everybody in that particular ethnic group. But even beyond that. Like you could be married to a black person and still be racist towards Hispanics, or you can be yep. married to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. a other white ethnicities, person yeah, yeah, and be racist towards Asians. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that one particular ethnic group that comprises racism. Yeah, there's um, mm-hmm. many different ethnicities that you can be racist towards that um, could still make you a racist, even though you having your family or, or even loving your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, people of a certain ethnic group. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think you know, and something I would, um, you know, a reason I would uh, that I, I think can be wrong, and again, kind of focusing on the um, ad- adoptive parent. I, 
there is a sense in which you need to be very, very careful of thinking the kind of the rescue savior idea. Right. I mean, most of the most of the adoptive parents that I've talked with and the kind of the adoptive parent community that I've been in, they they recognize that they they see that as a very much an error. You know, right. uh, that that's a wrong way to think. This is not you know we're not saviors. We want to avoid the savior complex. We've rescued these helpless children type. Like that's not really what we want to do, but sometimes we can fall back on that when it comes to the racist charge. Right. Right. And so I think that's where the danger comes in, where um, you're kind of using your kids as a way to say, I can't be racist in this other area. Right. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, you have to be, you know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to, um, gotta be careful with that. Another thing that I, I think I would say, and this is, you know, this one can be difficult. Um, but, to our majority parents, uh, yes. so white white parents who have adopted uh, adopted minority children, whether they be uh, black, Hispanic, whatever, right? Minority children, children of color. I think it's right to be cautioned against raising um, the children in only a majority culture, right? Only the majority culture. Yeah. Uh, so I. <laughs> I, I think I just I think we just need to throw that out there. I mean, yeah. I, that, you know, that can be hard and that can be difficult. That's one of the challenges of adoption. Uh, it's particularly a challenge of adoption when you um, are adopting outside of your ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's something that needs to we need to talk about. We need to lean into um, it. I, you know, honestly, when 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 uh, kind of I was working through the process and we were uh, looking at adopting and then eventually adopted uh, uh, Isaiah, like I had to really kind of take a hard look at myself, you know, and right. I had to think through some of those issues and think about, okay, what are my opinions here? Why are my opinions are, is that a right opinion? Is that a, is that an opinion that I've, am I being influenced by my majority culture here that I'm right, not even yeah. seeing it, you know? And so, those were things that I, I really had to wrestle with, um, and I, I think it I think it's a right thing to wrestle with. Right, yeah, you know, not easy, but but right. And and one of the beauties is you're not the first person to adopt. You know? <laughs> no, we weren't, you know, and so we could talk with other couples who had kind of gone through that. And uh, I mean, man, there's you know, there's books, there's all you know, there's blogs, there's all kinds of stuff out there, resources to kind of help think through that. Um, and so so yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's. I think adoptive parents need to really be careful about just kind of that quick assumption of I have black kids, I can't be racist in this area. Yeah. I think we have to be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's you know, that's important because from the outside looking in, if it if it looks like that, you know, you're you're not raising this kid you're kind of taking them from there out of their culture mm-hmm. and not exposing yeah. them to it. It can look to the minority community like you dislike that ethnicity. Right. <laughs> you, you dislike right. that culture mm-hmm. and you're trying to just raise this kid in a way, this minority kid in a way that um, he assimilates into the majority culture. Yes. Um, and I think that kind of kind of leads into our, our last point is, you know, if I'm leading with grace, I'm going to say adoptive parents love their kids. Mm-hmm. But on a broader sense, just because you have a person of color in your family doesn't mean that you actually love them mm-hmm. or their ethnicity. Yeah. So, you know, let's give some, like, horrible examples of it. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, think about the the man who's married to 
someone of a different ethnicity who beats his wife. Mm. He can't say I'm not a racist because right. I love my wife because he doesn't love his wife. Yeah, right. He right. actually doesn't love his wife. Or you think about slave slaveholders who slept with their slaves who had black children mm. and didn't take care of them, didn't love them or anything. Right. Yeah. So they can't say I'm not racist because I have black children. Mm-hmm. Like most yeah. of us, we're we're we're, we're going to say, well, no, of of course those situations right. yeah, yeah. are those are kind of know, extremes. Yeah. yeah, those mm-hmm. are extreme. But we do need to to really consider: mm-hmm. are are am I actually loving the people? Do I actually love their ethnicity, um, or am I just using this as a, a way to get out of this yeah. accusation of being racist? Yeah, and I think maybe a you know maybe a less extreme example is okay. Let's say you got a white couple and they have a white daughter, and the white daughter bla- marries a black man. Right, and it's like we love him. Yes, but the question becomes: Do you love him? Because your daughter loves him, right, and he's your son-in-law, or you know, do you em- and do you just kind of embrace him as our daughter's uh, spouse, right, or do you embrace him as a black man? Yes. Right? Do you embrace him as somebody who grew up in the minority culture? Do you are you know, and I, I think I think sometimes we think well because I love him. I am not a racist. I, can't, I don't have racist thoughts. I don't have racist political views. I don't have racist whatever it is, right? You can right. just go down this whole list. But it's like those things are not necessarily connected. Yeah. You know, I mean, you you, you love this man because he's, you, you know, he loves your daughter and he, he's yeah. whatever. And so, but that doesn't mean that you, you can't have other areas where uh, you're still you're still struggling with that. And so I, I think that's, um, I think that's something that people have to, have to think through and have to have to see er, that's that's a problem with the whole yeah i'm not a racist because i have a black family member or yeah whatever. and uh you know the operative words you just said was something you got to think through yeah and yeah going back to last week is the when when we say we're not racist because of these reasons whether, whether it's i have a black friend i have a black family we just want to remind you that you're not thinking through yeah <laughs> right? you're not examining you're shutting down any biblical examination that needs to take place in your life. Mm. And so we, we got to be careful about using these, like run into these reasons, run into these excuses, which may, may very well be valid. Yep. But if you're not taking that time to think through those things, um, then it may be very much invalid. Yeah. So what, what, sh- how should we deal with, this How, what is the better approach to just saying I'm not racist because I have a black family member? Like, what should we do? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you know, again, going back to what we said before. I mean, last week. I mean, kind of um, give us a summary, kind of what we said last week, because I think I think that applies to this situation. Yeah, I mean, this this as well. Yeah, you know, really examining yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what I was just talking about, making yeah. sure that we are. In not just throwing out these excuses and then failing to allow this the spirit or the word of God to to do the work in our lives so that we can repent and go to Christ. Right. right? Christ has has died for the sin of racism. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that we can be forgiven of. This is something we can be redeemed from. This is something we can be sanctified Mm, of by the power right. of the Holy Spirit. So that's good. examine ourselves, go to the gospel. The gospel gives us hope even in the midst of um, just the horrible things within us. Yeah. 
What would you say, brother, to... Well, yeah, I, I want to address, I mean, I'll say a couple things about kind of um, um, interracial adoption. Um, yeah. One, I'm not an expert on it because, you know... <laughs> Which I think is a weird thing. You know, it's like I've, you know, I've done this and so therefore I'm an expert. You know, like I've I've adopted two children of color and so therefore I'm an, I'm an expert on that. I am yeah. not, right? That I need to state that very right. clearly, right? Um, I've made tons of mistakes um, and try, trying to learn from those, trying to trying to do better, you know, um, and and. But I but I do think I mean, something I something I think and I think it's important to confess this like. I've I've really had to examine myself and be honest with myself and um and and really try to see if I am just simply viewing this as a majority culture, right? I mean, one of those and mm-hmm. Kenny you and I've talked about it um is is you know, kind of my approach to the justice system. Yes. I I think I would have said at one point I would have said, you know, yeah, there might be you know, a couple of racist cops here and there, but they're like really far outliers. You know, yeah, there might be a racist judge or something here or there, but it's really like the idea that this, you know, this, that there's actually systemic problems, that there is a, there's an ongoing, there's a broader problem, you know, within the justice system. I, I, I mean, there was a time in my life where I would have said, absolutely not. Like that's, that's silly. That's ridiculous. Um, It's, it's only in these kind of, really extreme or or rare examples. Unfortunately, I've had to reexamine that. Yeah. Uh, And it's been hard, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I've had to kind of think, I I believe I'm viewing this from a majority perspective. Yeah. And the only, I'm, I mean, I want you to say, well, that's the only way you can view it, William, you're white. But (laughs) but I can listen to other brothers. I can have conversations with other brothers. I can. I can talk to Kenny or, you know, uh, brothers in my church and say, what what was your experience with that? What did that look like? I can I can read broader, you know, and right. and, and just try to better understand um the min- the minority uh the minority's view, the minority's experience um with the justice system. And it's just one example, you know, is the the justice system, but that's that's been an area where the Lord's kind of convicted me on maybe I need to rethink that. Doesn't mean I okay now I hate cops or whatever. Right. I mean no, it's not. It's not that right. Those that's not an either or. Like I either love the justice system or I hate cops. Like yeah. no, like that's a that's a false dichotomy, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I can admit that there are seemingly system, uh, systemic problems, you know, uh, with right. the, with the way the justice system works. Obviously, there. I mean, I think we all would agree there are individuals who are, you know, racist, but even in some of our laws, um, there's, you know, there's just, there are certain laws that seem to be very targeted towards the the minority communities, which are, it's unfortunate, you know, and so, so I mean, even things like that, you know, and so just for me, it's been helpful to just try to, try to examine, look at those kinds of things, admit maybe some areas where I need to rethink it. I think the other one, the other kind of challenge I would give, um, and let me just say, right, I love all adoptive parents and I'm thankful for what they're doing, but you really have to be careful um, of not having good Christians of color in your life. Yeah. Um, that's challenging, you know, and that that's hard. But if, if, I mean, let's just, let me just talk to the white Christians of, you know, like if you're, if you're attending a church where everybody in the church is seemingly white, 
um, and not seemingly white. Everybody's white, right? For the most part, everybody's white. Maybe there's, you know, you there's seem white. You seem like you're white. I mean, maybe there's some, you know, maybe there's a, you right. know, a couple of black members, or maybe there's some other families like yours who have adopted other races. You know, right? Like, you really have to ask yourself the question: What am I communicating? What am I communicating about Christianity to my black kids? Yeah. Um, do do they know good, faithful um, black Christians? Do they know communities of good, faithful, like not just like one, right? You know, like do they know communities with? I mean, I think this is even challenging. Like maybe even folks who are Christians but have some different views and different ideas on things. You know, right. just again, that is not easy. I mean, I feel, you know, if I'm offending you, I'm not. I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I, I know for me that was. Um, that was an important question for me to ask, you know, and it was one of those things that was convicting to me. And and and, and honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm a pastor of a white church, yeah. And so it's like, what do I do? You know, right. like how do I how do I make sure that Isaiah knows good, solid Christian black men, right? And you know, one of the ways is I became friends with Kenny. I mean, I, I mean that. Yeah. That really was one of the things that I was trying to be very intentional on having relationships with other uh, black Christian men in the community. Right. And uh, I mean, I was looking for them. I mean, I'm that's I'm I'm messaging them after I heard Kenny preach. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm the I'm, I'm messaging you because I wanted to. Um, I really wanted to be careful in that area. And, right. Um, I never wanted. I mean, I, I know I said this to you early on. I didn't want Isaiah to think Christianity was a white man's religion. Right. And I wanted to him, I could tell him that, you know, and, yeah. you know, we could read books and we could talk about history and church history or whatever. But I, I wanted, by God's grace and through God's help, I mean, I wanted to pursue that for him experientially. Right. Yeah. And, and I know there's limits to that, but, um, so I, I just I just encourage you know adoptive families to really kind of think through that. Um, what what does that look like? What does that mean? What are some ways that we can maybe do that? It's not your your approach is going to be different than my approach is going to be different than the next guy's next family's approach, and that and that's okay. Um, but I I I do think we have to think through that. You yeah. know, do you think Kenny? Um, we've got a couple minutes. I mean, do you think there there seems to be at times a real at times the minority culture is very um anti um interracial adoption yeah do you, do you see that sometimes have you seen that sometimes yeah i i do see that and i, I believe the fears that that and and the reason why that feeling is there is because we see uh, the majority culture adopting black kids and they don't have that connection with any black culture at all. Mm. And so we, we see these kids being raised as white kids and mm. understanding that society is going to still view these kids as black. Yeah. And they're going to treat them as black. Mm-hmm. And so for them not to have any connection points with the black community who are, like you're, you're saying, a, a black man who can kind of tell them or a black woman who can kind of show them what it means to be black in America. 
Yeah. Like you're you're going to deal with things in a different way. You're going to experience things in a different way than the majority culture That's is. Right. No matter if you're raised in that culture or not, mm-hmm. the society is not going to view you that way. Right. At some point in your life, you're going to be treated as a black man or a black woman. Mm. And so we feel like it's a you're doing a disservice to black kids if they don't have any connection point mm. whatsoever to the black community. Mm. Um, uh, am I saying that, you know, black culture is all good and, and, and majority culture is all bad? No, I'm not right. saying that of at not. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that you you do have to realize that there there is good in, in both cultures, right? Yep. But you have to understand that society is going to view them a certain way. Yeah. And if you're not, if they're not ready for the world when, when they encounter it, it's going to be hard on them. Yeah. They're going to be confused. <laughs> and uh, we, 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 I, I, I know I feel like, it, and I know a, a lot of um, black people who are hesitant in regards to interracial adoption, they feel the same way. It's like you're you're doing a disservice to them if they don't have any sort of connections whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. Because society is not going to view them favorably. Mm. Um and I think that helped me, I mean, when we connected the first time, helped me lead with grace with you whenever you would say something ignorant. Because man, this dude said a lot of ignorance. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. I'm just messing with. Wow, I got really no. nervous. I was like, no, no, no. Grief, what it did helped I me say? to lead with what grace with with William is because he did make that clear to me when we first got together is that he wanted Isaiah to be able to see good Christ, Christian black men who loved the who loved the Lord, hmm. and that let me know that this brother. Not only did he love his son because he wanted him to see Christian men, is, which right. is most important. That's right. That's most that important. That he yeah. follows Christ, but he he wanted to see good Christian black men mm-hmm. because he realized that Isaiah needed that perspective within his life. Right. And so that let me know that this is uh, this is not someone who um, just feels like uh, I adopted a black kid so so that I can save him or rescue him or whatnot, but. Mm-hmm. That I really love this kid, and I and I'm trying to do what's best for him in the long term, and yeah, and not just give him my perspective on things. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah. Some of it really is preparation, right? I mean, that's yeah. what that's what parenting is, right? We're preparing our kids for right. life, and um, I I think it's hard. There's a there's a man. It's a harsh reality, right? There, there is a there is a struggle that. The minority cultures face that the majority culture can be completely unaware of. Right. And you could say, well, it's better now and there's not much racism now. Mm. And, and you can say all that. But just talk, just talk to just talk to, you know, when I when I have conversations with um, just just brothers in the church, you know, who have had different um, encounters with law enforcement. And I realize I've got to prepare Isaiah for that. Right now. You could say, well, you just got to prepare Isaiah to to do that biblically. To well, comply, that, right? That's right. Yeah. Yes, I mean, you, you you do that. Yeah, but but you do have to understand that there are realities living in America that black people have to face. That as a white man, I can't prepare my son for unless I'm very intentional about it. Right. And I, to me, I think that's so important. And I know it's hard, and I know it can be controversial. And 
but I do think it's I do think it's important. And so hopefully hopefully that'll get you some thoughts. If I can help ever in any way with anybody, you can reach out to us through the email or anything like that. I'd love to uh, love to try to help in those areas. So all right, That's well good. we got pretty weighty today, but let's uh. <laughs> Let's uh let's shift to yeah. our uh crazy uh question. So, Kenny, uh <laughs> thinking we're thinking about family, we're thinking about our kids, thinking right. about who our kids might marry or different people who could come into our family. Right. So, Kenny, what pet peeve do you not <laughs> want your kid's spouse to have? Like right. what is this thing that are like if they are dating someone and they bring them to your house and this this happens, you're going to be like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Right. I'm all for diversity and fellowship. Yes. So they bring home pretty That's right. much any ethnicity. Any ethnicity is But good. if they bring home someone who smacks while they eat, oh, game no. is over. Game's out. Right, we you're shut out. this down. No. Get okay. up from the table. Right. You can't even finish the meal. No, can't. Can't, I can't even finish, finish the, the meal. meal. I'm gone, man. I'm gone. Oh, man. And we're going to have a conversation after this individual oh. leaves. I'm like, hey, um, I'm going to need you to rethink this whole I'm marriage being, engagement. I'm gonna be dating in the future when we go to eat lunch and stuff. Like I'm gonna be nervous. You know, yeah. I'm like, man, I gotta make sure you I don't. You better watch it because uh, call me out. I, I, you know, it's like, come on, man, just close your mouth. That's <laughs> true. It, it's <laughs> yeah. not hard. I mean, it's not. I, no, I don't even hard. buy just a, a a little bit, but it's like some people, man, they yeah. just they have it's just not how they none. Eat. They yes. just all just, over the place. And in some cultures, I think that's you know people kind of expect mm, it, but it's yeah. for me. I'm like. Nah, man, I don't need to hear all that. Right, it's like right. it's like nails on a chalkboard yes, to me. <laughs> I hear you. I, I get it. That's a it's a pretty decent pet peeve, right? Right. Um, what about you, brother? What pet peeve do you not want your kids? Yes, to have? they cannot date anyone who uh, enjoys or watches or talks about musicals. This <laughs> can't happen. That's just going to draw the line right there, brother. Uh, this is a, this is a very well known, yeah, it's very well known in our family that uh, William does not like music. Isaiah's always kidding me, like, hey, Dad, let's go home and watch a high school musical. Let's go do that. I'm like, mmm, mmm. In fact, here's a funny story. So we recently watched, you know, like the movie Aladdin. They did like an animated way back in the day. Now they came out with a new one. Yes. With a, you know, with a black actor, Will Smith, Will Smith right? And so I'm like, yes, yes you know, we're going to watch this. It's going to be great. It's going to, we're so, we're such incredible parents. And <laughs> Kenny, like three minutes into the movie, I don't even know if it's three minutes into the movie. It was pretty they're, early on. They're doing something or whatever, and they break into song <laughs> in that movie. And I was, I, le- I looked over at my wife and I said, is this a musical? It's not worth it. And she was like, Yep, and I was like, I'm about to get it. We about to turn this off. We about to turn it. Will Smith, I got no respect for you, man. You can't, right. you know, unless you're rapping or something. Like I don't. That's not. Oh man. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of the musical genre. I think I've made that clear on the podcast. But well, hey, thanks so much for uh, listening to us rant and rave about musicals. And uh, again, hopefully that that's been. Uh, hopefully this series is helping you think through. Uh, kind of some 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 different reasons why people might give uh, for not being racist, but um, we'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.